to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360 Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review our show. I'm your host, Wim Lu. Joined by the third consecutive day by producer and co-host Alex Wong. We will have a guest today, Orrin Weissall, coming up in the second segment. Uh, mm. can the basketball expert and also sure. just a good friend of the program. But um, yeah, first off, can we do tampering right off the top? What? With what? Shay. Oh, we're talking about Shay the entire hour. Today. Oh, okay. Great, great, great. I don't know, yeah, if, you're, the I don't know if you're aware of that. Actually, I was wondering, why why have we never talked about Shay to Toronto on the show? We've literally never talked about it. Uh, At least me and you. Hmm. I feel like last season, there were more discussions about, I don't know, just Scotty in general. Mm. You know, Pascal coming back from injury, Fred had the all-star thing. Like, there were so many things to talk about. That we never really got to it. Um, and also the games against OKC last year just weren't that memorable. I think the Raptors missed Shea once because, um, you know, he was he was injured. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't become a topic. However, it is definitely a topic today. Oh, it's a topic today. So Sam Amick of The Athletic, I was trying to get him on the show today, but oh. we didn't connect. I don't know if I need to get Twitter blue or something. Wow. Um, maybe that'll fix that but he wrote an article this week talking to nba execs around the league mm-hmm. about just different trade chatter and, and shay's name came up and one of the execs said quote you keep hearing that shay is frustrated with the losing so that's the toronto thing that we've all heard about with their interest in shay this summer but how far do the thunder want to push this tanking effort so we know that okc's been on this rebuild yep. since they acquired shay i mean the Shea trade, I think, kick-started it. That was they, the rebuild. They traded Paul George to the Clippers. Part of the Kawhi. Right. Saga as well. Yeah, part yeah. of the, the Jeremy Castleberry saga. Mm. Um, and they've been losing. They've been accumulating picks. And, you know, Shea was asked about this on media day at the start of this season about whether he was frustrated. And he said that, you know, we've lost more than we liked the last couple of years, and it's not been fun. With that being said, though, I know what I signed up for. And I signed a five-year extension. I don't think we're going to be losing for much longer. So it's not like I signed up to lose or anything. Well, Shea's been playing out of his mind this season. 31.6 points per game. Mm-hmm. 4.5 rebounds, 5.6 assists. But the losing is continuing. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And I know you were watching clips of their overtime loss to the Milwaukee Bucks mm-hmm. earlier this week. So, I mean, the chatter is out there. So what, what do you make of all of this? Uh, I mean, first off, there's a long history of the Raptors wanting Shea, and we'll get into that in a second. Mm. Um, not just this report, um, but, uh, you know, other ones that have sporadically come out over the year. Um, to his point about frustration, I mean, look, obviously there's some, certain things you can't help, right? Like Chet getting injured, you know, before mm. the season even starts, he was going to be probably the big exciting piece that they're going to add this year. Would that have changed their outcomes for the season? Probably not. They probably will be in the exact same position. Um, but it's very clear that they're a rebuilding project. It's very clear that Shea is the best player on that team by leaps and bounds, and there's nobody remotely even close to him um, that can help him sort of sustain the effort. Um, and then when you look at sort of the intention or the, the surrounding cast of the, the roster, it's not like they have any veterans that really can help him contribute and win now. You know what I mean? And so for him, it's like, okay, that's fine. I'm a young player. You know, I'm this is my fifth uh, year in the league. Uh, you know, I, I, I still have yet to make, you know, um, an impression in terms of, you know, all-star or all-NBA, even though he is 
that caliber of player, but he hasn't made it yet. So let me try to, you know, just see what can what I can do, right? And so what he's doing right now is literally as good as anybody could do in that situation. He's averaging 32 points per game. He's leading the league in drives per game. He drives the ball more than Ja Morant, you know? And Ja, like, look at Ja, right? He's, like, mm. built to, you know, get downhill and dunk on people, right? He drives to the rim more than 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 Ja, more than Luka, more than anybody in the league, more than Giannis. He's averaging 32 points. He's shooting 54% from the field. And then you have games like the most recent one where they lose in uh, double OT to Milwaukee. Shea plays 46 minutes in this game. Um, the Bucks, obviously, they're very tough, right? They're 10-1 after this game. Um, however, the Bucks were also arresting Giannis. Mm. We're arresting Drew Holiday. I was aware. I had them on a three-game parlay. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. said, we don't, we're good. Yeah. Right, Javon Carter, it's your turn. Javon Carter outplayed Shea that game. Bobby sure. Portis is your turn, okay? Yeah. So, so Shea's playing 46 minutes against that opponent with mm. Marjan Beauchamp mm. as their as their starting two guard. You, you're right. familiar with his game? Uh, I can't say that I am. Exactly, right? Yeah. So well, he had 19 points on this OKC team. Shea scores 39 points in this game, and in the first overtime period, draws a foul, goes to the free throw line, puts him up two. Right, last it's. OKC up two with 50 seconds left. Big play at home. Gets the crowd excited. Makes both free throws clutch as he always is. The next play down, the Bucks throw the ball into the post to Brooke Lopez. That's how. That's the opponent they're playing, right? Brooke Lopez is their go-to scorer in the last minute of overtime. They throw the ball down to Brooke Lopez. You know who's guarding Brooke Lopez? Poku. Mm. They got. They, they got. They got that's... a hockey stick. <laughs> they don't. Not, not a hockey stick. They got a hockey stick. <laughs> nah. right, guarding. <laughs> Brooke Lopez in the post. Isolation, one-on-one. Poku has the same BMI as, like, Chris Boucher. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's a post mismatch. Yeah. Right? Brooke Lopez easily scores around him and within five seconds has bullied his way to the basket and tied the game. So all Shea's work to, to put them up is now neutralized. Now it's a tie game. They go one possession, empty back and forth. Shea has uh, Wes Matthews on him. Beautiful step-back jumper, mm. right, uh, for three. Uh, and that puts them up one, right? With like literally less than a second left. For sure. You would think in Shay's mind, he's like, yo, I feel, I'm feeling amazing. I just hit this three. Yes, my team sucks, but it's okay. Like mm. I've done everything and I'm beating the Bucks, right? I'm about to hand the Bucks their second loss of the season. No. Under a second left, they can't protect a one-point lead under a second left. Brooke Lopez gets fouled and he goes to the free throw line, splits two, forces double overtime, and then eventually OKC loses in double overtime. Shea finished that game, 39 points, 46 minutes, and he loses to Brooke Lopez because, because shit, like, the Thunder are literally guarding him with Poku, mm-hmm. who is essentially a pocky stick. Yeah. So would you be frustrated in this kind of game? Yeah, but I think when you talk about the trade stuff, I mean, you know, he's under contract. So he the first year, this is the first year of his five-year extension that kicked in, right? Yes, of like course. Like five of course. years. Five years, $172 million. So he's under contract through the 2026 27 season and i guess the other question would be you know he is frustrated but at what point like at what point is okc actually going to consider doing this well or versus at what point is shay going to be frustrated enough where he's going to say you know this is a situation i don't want to be in i feel like it wouldn't be this year i feel like it would be next year if kd couldn't get joe side a budge <laughs> If Kevin Durant, two-time no, NBA champion, one of the greatest scores of all time, demands no, a trade and he couldn't get Joe Sy to fold? No, that's a Chinese billionaire, man. 
That's a different game. It's, oh, a, whole new, it's a whole new game. No, that's a, that's a whole different <laughs> that's game. A whole that's new a different game. game. You're right. But yeah. the point is, though, like, uh, even if he did ask for a trade, which, by the way, he's not close to doing. No. It's not like this is some imminent thing. Like, I don't no. want fans to, under- to think, like, oh, this is about to happen right now. It's not going to happen. First year into a five-year extension. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think down the line, this is where – this is a situation you monitor continuously. Sure. And you you have to see where he's at and where the Thunder are at. Because it's if I told you in, in three years from now that the Thunder are still going to be 30 and 52, would that surprise you? No. But also, I guess the other scenario would be, you know, if they if they land the, the number one pick this year. Okay. And they get well, Victor on Adam Silver, step in and, 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 and stop that from happening. <laughs> you know, like we, we saw you step in with Kyrie finally. <laughs> uh, now step in with, with OKC. Don't let them get the first pick. What have they done to deserve the first pick? They don't deserve it, but deserves got nothing to do with it. Oh, okay. That's what they used to say on your favorite show. That's a great quote. But no, but you're right, though. Like, no, if y- it, yes, so they get the first pick. The best case scenario on the flip side, right? Like on the flip side, you say, okay, on one hand, they could just be rebuilding, still winning 30 games. On the flip side, the door's closed, I think, if they get someone like Victor Wambayama. They make a couple moves in free agency, and then suddenly they are actually contending. I think all Shea wants to see is that there's a path towards contending. I just, I think he probably wants to see that his efforts aren't going in vain. Sure. Because Poku is denying his game-winning attempts two plays in a row. Kind well, of thing. I pulled up their roster. So, so Shea's 24. Yeah. So if I'm looking at players that are younger than him on the roster, right? Like, I guess the only ones that really stand out to me are, are Josh Giddy. Yep, and sure. Chet Holmgren, yeah. who, like you mentioned, is out for, for this season. And Lou Dort, I guess I'll throw Lou Dort in there. But Lou Dort's Lou Dort, not. Another situation I would monitor, too. Yeah, um, I would love Lou Dort. Hey, listen. I, oh, my God. Yo, can you imagine OG and Lou Dort yes. together? Yeah. Oh, oh. Man. oh brother. That would, that would actually be their nickname, just old brother. Yeah, no, no, no legit. <laughs> you would never play any offense on the side Yo, of the The floor other team Marathon. would have 55 shot attempts a game. <laughs> <laughs> like 25 steals. But just yeah. looking at the roster, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's not this huge, like you mentioned, this huge collection of talent there that's ready to grow together and win right now, right? Like, it's just not there. Yeah, their veterans off the bench are Mike Muscala yeah. and Kenrich Williams, man. Yeah. But, um, but at the same time, I think this is one of those things where, like, Raptors fans have been talking a lot about Shea. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those things where I just... Like, I just don't think there's anything there right now. No, right now, there's nothing there. To be very clear, there's nothing there right yeah. now. I just think that this is a situation you monitor. And sure. I also, by the way, like, I don't think you should ignore this. Um, but, and I don't think this is the reason for Shea's involvement in the national team mm. or Nick's involvement with the national team. Um, but I, I think it's also a point in their favor that he can get familiarized with, you know, the facilities that the Raptors have. Yeah. The coaching staff that the Raptors will be operating under. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of Team Canada's facilities and what the way they operate operate out of Toronto. Yeah. You know? Um, there's... I mean, everyone in the NBA really knows each other, but you really, really know each other when you come to Global Jam and Shea's sitting there courtside and, you know, chops it up with Masai and Bobby a little bit. Again, yeah. not, not, a, not a tampering thing. Just yeah. like a, hey, how you doing? You know, it reminds me of uh, last season, early in the year, when Goran Dragic said... Uh, I got higher ambitions, wasn't playing basketball, and then the Dallas Mavericks are in town, and then for the entire warm-up, oh, he just on. didn't even take a single shot and literally just chatted with Mark Cuban, <laughs> Igor Kokoshkov, Jason Kidd, uh, Gordon, you, Luka Doncic. You know, that's, their that's, that's names not tampering. Are. That's not tampering. That's just yeah. like getting to know each other, right? So anyway, yeah. the point is um, you build these kind of connections. And I think for the Raptors, though, 
it's there's definitely interest because of, of course, Shea is like one of the best guards in the league. Period. Not just one of the best young guards, one of the best guards in the he, league. He period. fits the timeline. He's 24. If you're able to acquire him within the next couple of years, his right? skill set is amazing. It does fit the mm-hmm. team really nicely. Mm-hmm. He's playing a lot of defense this year too. A lot of deflections, yeah. really high up there in the steals charts. I know Nick Nurse must be uh, thrilled with with that portion of it as well. But um, yeah, I mean, like there's a long history of this going back to 2018. Right, this is a t- tempestuous time for the Toronto Raptors, 2018. Whoa. All right, um, Oxford Dictionary. Dwayne right. Casey was about to get fired. Mm. Demar Rosen was about to get traded. Kyle Lowry's name was out there in trade discussions. Right uh, at that time, the Raptors had just gone swept by the Cavs again. Oh yeah, which one? Uh, the second time. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even right, though the first, checking. even though 2016 kind of felt like a sweep because of how one-sided it was, that was not a sweep. So this is the second sweep. Right. Um, June 18th, all right, Mark Stein tweets out this, Draft Scuttle, hearing Toronto is exploring all of its trade options in hopes of assembling a deal to acquire a draft pick high enough to select Kentucky's Shea Gilgis Alexander. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you reminded me. I remember this. So, you know what? Masai is the anti-LeBron when it comes to lying. Yeah, yeah. Because in retrospect, like, the two players that Masai has reportedly, uh, very publicly reportedly gone for are Giannis and Shea. Yes, yes. And and I don't think that's, like, reportedly. I think he really did go after these guys. He got Giannis a passport. He, he got he got he his whole family yeah, visas, yeah. which is which is yeah. actually just an amazing thing, just independent yeah. of anything. Yeah. But also at the same time, you can know you know that there's a long term connection. This is a long term connection. June 18th, yes, 2018. Shea wasn't even in the league at that time. Mm-hmm. Shea at that time was mocked in the in, in terms of the mock drafts, mm-hmm. roughly like mm-hmm. the 10 to 20 range, right? Sure. And so the Raptors were trying to trade up to get to that pick. Um, and Mark Stein followed up with, according to one league source. No one on the Toronto Raptors roster is off limits as the Raptors pursue a top 10 pick. I mean, this was them coming off getting swept, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so definitely no one was off limits. No, no one was off limits. And again, you know, the Raptors went a different direction. Uh, they, they traded for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. They, they swapped out Dwayne Casey for Nick Nurse. Uh, they got Marcus Gasol down the line. And of course, you know, we, we all know what happened there. But that was the thing. There's a long-term connection with this one. And you hear it time and time again. And And to be honest, like... It's going to be hard to get a public answer from Shea about, like, what his desires are because, obviously, that would just, like, he wouldn't invite controversy. Well, you're not going to get it. Yeah. But, you know, you can also just judge his enthusiasm um, for playing at home based on his actions. Yeah. I think all of these things is not things that, like, point to, you know, the fact that he'll come here. But I think, you know, it's it's definitely – it doesn't take it off the table. You know what I mean? I I could just see how unnamed league sources could connect the dots on this one. Yeah. And this is, like – I mean, there are certain players who, like, maybe don't want to play at home, you know? Like, especially as a Canadian player. Maybe they don't want to be playing on the Raptors. Why not? You don't know that. I remember that's just one of the funniest stories. I did a story a couple of years ago. I was talking to Jamal Murray. Mm. And, like, just, you know how at the end you ask them, like, you ask the Raptors players, like, fate of the universe type. Just, like, chill questions, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. wrap up, right? Okay. So I was jokingly, I was just like, so are you, like, in a group chat with all the Canadian players and stuff? And then he, like, snapped at me. Oh, okay. He's like, what do you think this is? Just because I'm a Canadian? <laughs> I'm in a chat with all these it guys. Probably is. He's like, "What kind of question is?" I was like, "All right, thanks, Jamal. See you later, man." <laughs> so Jamal Murray confirmed not not wanting to to come to the Raptors. No, but I you know, know I think there's certain <laughs> players who might not want that, right? Like playing at home, whether it's in sure, yeah. in Toronto or somewhere else. Mm. Like I remember a long time ago, Damon Sardemeyer talked about it too. Like going back to Portland when he got traded. Um, you got to sit this out one out because it's pre 2001. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking up. <laughs> yeah. uh, 
Damon. Like he he was from Sauer no he Mario. was from Oregon and he's like oh going back home and just like having you know, all my friends around me and stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like there's pros and cons to that right yeah yeah no I, hear uh, that. no I think like when it comes down to it that is another thing to consider sure but on the flip side like I am very interested about like all these Canadian players that we're seeing like even the the rookies now with like uh, Benedict Mathurin and Shaden Sharp like there's just Andrew a huge hard yeah oh, yeah yeah well. right yep. like there's just this new crop uh, of of guys now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm wondering, like, man, like, if, if if Raptors fans want at some point for there to be an influx of talent to come, like, via free agency and stuff, I think it's it wouldn't come from that group. This is the one advantage, distinct advantage that the Raptors have. The Raptors can have the best organization possible. They can have the best coaching staff possible. They can have the best training, the best fans, the best marketing opportunities. You can say all that. I think the Raptors are pretty close to maxed out on all those fronts, mm-hmm. you know? The one thing you can't really get over is telling Americans to come to Canada. Mm. And it's it's not a, it's not something that's impossible. We've seen lots of really great players ultimately choose to stay. Kyle, DeMar, sure. Pascal, or Pascal's not American, but Fred. But they you know still I mean? they still never convinced an American free agent to join them without being in the organization. Well, first. Otto. All right, you're Yeah, it's Otto, my guy, best <laughs> free boy. agent signing. But no, yeah, you, know, you know what exactly. I mean. We're no, talking exactly. about we're talking about like elite level players. No, right? we're talking about Damari Carroll as like their biggest wow. like name. Oh, Hito Turklu. Well, you know, that yeah. was that was a little different. I, I believe the reports at the time was that uh, it was between Portland and Toronto, and mm. his wife preferred the Turkish community here in Toronto. Mm. I don't imagine there's a big Turkish community in Portland. Okay. Um, but yeah, like you know, in terms of getting Americans to come here, it is a bit of a challenge because you're literally convincing them to leave home. Then you got to cross the border and this and that and the visas with families and you know yeah, honestly people come up with pretty strange reasons sure to be honest like you know like the, uh, the metric system and stuff like that or it's like cold or whatever but you know um there's that and then the other portion is just like there are certain places in the league that have a built-in advantage for tax mm. like when you're making that much money you're getting taxed for a lot of money and so it's not a surprise that rich people want less taxes yeah um so like places like phoenix places like mm-hmm. uh you know miami places like you know anywhere in texas like you yeah. know there's, there's a distinct advantage on that front um but again the one advantage the raptors will have in free agency if they ever do get one mm-hmm. is the fact that they have this built-in opportunities for canadian players to really show out on a on a big big canadian state yeah, you know, and those players are just—they're coming up. They, they enter the league long enough ago now, where they're going to eventually hit free agency soon. Mm-hmm. But it's probably still going to be like three, four more years. So yeah. we just got to wait a little bit, but it, it will—it will happen. Yeah, and and they can. And a lot of these guys, obviously, they talk, you know, except for Jamal, who's not in a Canadian group chat. But like, there's okay. three, there's three Canadians on the Raptors right now, right? And like, they're able to share that experience with them too, in terms of just like what it's like playing here. Mm. Like seriously though, so it's a full it's a full court tampering effort. <laughs> no, at this point. we got coaches listen, listen. coaching them. We got players on the same team as <laughs> no, them. We got executives at Global Jam. Like I know the Raptors. I know the Raptors <laughs> okay. don't want don't want us talking about them like this. Oh, no, I'm sure they don't. I guess. Shouts to Bobby. Um, Shouts to Bobby. But great great sweater that day. I think. I mean, this is separate from Shea because I, I think we both agree that Shea is just a situation that's like worth monitoring, and it's not something that's anything serious that's going to happen like immediately. It's not. It's it's, it's, it's I, fun to talk about. You, as it's a, not going to happen even in yeah. like three years. Within three years, it won't happen. It's fun to talk about as a hypothetical. Because right now, um, if you were to try to trade OK, or engage OKC in a trade for Shea, they'd uh, they'd ask you for Barnes, and then they hang up if you say no. Yeah, so. I would I would say let's see how they do this year, and then how what happens in the draft, and if they're still struggling next year, then maybe there's be more chatter. But I do like the you other. Would still have four more years though. Yeah, but when a, pl- a 
you know, player empowerment, though. Player, if a player wants out, don't bring up KD and Joe Yo, Side. KD man. couldn't even get Joe Side to fire Steve Nash or, or well, Sean Marks. J- Jay Crowder was able to just say, I'm staying home. Yeah. That's different. <laughs> That's Yo, different. LeBron, it's like I'm coming home. Jay Crowder was, I'm staying home. <laughs> I'm staying home. Uh, no, that's me on Tuesday. No, but I think oh, wow. I think it's interesting. Is interesting the other conversation about like you mentioned the free agents, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Canadians and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because you remember recently there's a report. I think it was from Shams, um, or fake Shams. Um, shouts to Twitter Blue. Um, uh, talking about how KD viewed the Raptors in a very positive light uh, this summer oh, during brother. the talks, right? I, I hated that. And you know what? I want to know, man. I'm tired of those. I'm tired of those, like, just a pat on the back for the Raptors yeah, yeah. organization, right? Like, yeah. hey, hey, buddy, you had a chance. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, yeah. like, let's actually be the team that, you know, the player says he wants to go mm-hmm. to. Yeah. I don't want these empty compliments, you know? I agree. Like, man. I want one of these free agents to actually decide. Masai's been talking about this forever, even before Kawhi came here, and Kawhi came obviously via trade, like he's always said, like, you know, one day somebody's going to look at this city, look at this organization, look at the opportunity in this country, and be able to see what they can build here. Yeah. And I think he was subtly probably talking to Giannis at the time about it <laughs> via the media. But hey, listen, 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 they managed it. Did they not manage their cap? So then it was the exact money to fit Giannis's max. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me that's not the most happened. direct evidence of the Raptors were in on Giannis <laughs> was that Fred Van Bleed's contract was higher in the first year than it was in the second year. And yeah. then it was higher in the third year and then higher in the fourth year. You never see that pattern in the NBA. You either see escalating contracts. Mm. Uh, where they progressively go higher or de-escalating contracts. You don't see, uh, you know, this sort of like W style <laughs> format. And, and yeah, it just Shasta all Bobby. Just so happened to coincide with that. But listen, Chester Bobby, you know, the accountant. <laughs> all right. Um, my Ozark. But um, what? Um, no, but seriously, though, like the, the it's it, it's a big thing. And I think mm-hmm. now they have a they have a test case. They have a proof, like a proof of concept mm-hmm. in Kawhi. If Kawhi had stayed in, in Canada... Right? I don't know. I, we talked about this once a week, and you're always giving this look of, like, why do you have to always bring up the, the past, all right? Um, He's got left after winning a championship. Okay, man. all right. Enough, man. You it happened, that? all right? You're, you're, I, I, I agree. I can't believe it. Um, Uncle Dennis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the opportunities that he would have gotten on a marketing perspective, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about he would – there would be, like, an official grocery store of Kawhi Leonard. There'd be an official car of Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. There's official clothing of Kawhi Leonard. There's official – you know, gum of Kawhi Leonard. You know what I mean? Like, it will be, like, the, the marketing potential is huge, especially when you get the entire country involved. Now you have a test, you have, you have a proof of concept. You can probably go into those free agent meetings and say, listen, you come to this place and you mm-hmm. win us a championship and, and we, we market you. You see all the opportunities Kawhi got? You saw all the love Kawhi got? Yeah. That will be you. Someone, they don't even and need to pitch that. Really man. They, don't, they don't even got to pitch that. You know, everybody was watching. Everybody was watching. Like, all the players around the league. Yeah, yeah, When yeah, the Raptors sure. were in the finals and all this stuff was happening. Yeah. But again, like all this stuff is great. I just need that one player to actually make that decision to come here. Hey, by the way, speaking of that championship, um, <laughs> I remember the year after the the, the championship defense season, 2019-2020, yeah. Shake uh, came to Toronto for the one visit that, uh, that year. Yeah. Uh, it was December 29, 2019. Mm. And uh, a couple of reporters were in the locker room, you know, back when, you know, reporters can go to the locker room um, and do reporting. Um, and you know, we, we, we talked to Shea, there was a bit of a scrum around Shea and, mm. we, and he's, he was very excited, man. You know, he obviously wasn't like, yo, I was rooting for the Raptors. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, you know, he was uh, like, again. he's like, yo, I can't, I'm, I'm going to go yeah. out there and look at the banner and, and sure. you know, obviously I grew up nearby and, and this yeah. is a big thing. 
Yeah, no, that's yeah, all I'm saying. Say, all these saying. things doesn't mean he's going to come here. Yeah, of course. There's so I'm many saying, other steps. All I'm saying is these are good because it does not cross off the fact that he would consider here. Which, you know, if he didn't do these things, and I'm just saying, there's, I think there's just certain Canadian players who probably don't want to entertain the, the possibility of playing in Toronto. Like, there's just a lot of, like, there's just a different set of pressure if you're here. Hypothetical, though, real quickly. Oh, okay. What if, pressure, if, by the way? What, what, are we going to be like, Shea wasn't good enough today. He only averaged, he only scored 32 <laughs> I points. I think it's just like, personal life, no. too. Like, it's just yeah. like you're around, like, friends and family and stuff. It's a different, it's just, it's just different than playing in OKC. Right. But overall, the. That's, that's, oh, by the way, I think that's not an insignificant fact. But overall, it's the. It's not going to be hard to pluck a man out of OKC. Yo, Shay, man, I know there's only like two vintage stores there, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. No. There's no Queen Street in uh, in OKC. Man. You know, he pulled up to Vintage We Trust and bought some hockey jerseys one time. Mm, so he knows the local spots, man. You yeah. tell me my man went to Parkdale. Mm. Yeah, he knows he's the stuff. Shots to in the Twitch Yeah, I don't know if Josh wanted me to say that, but anyways, nah, whatever. He's not listening. <laughs> Again, Josh, if you're listening, apology. It's a, it's a full quarter. It's a full quarter price <laughs> at this point. <laughs> no, no, but hypothetical though, like, what's the trade package that you would put forward for Shea? Like, right say now? if he was made available. By the way, I don't think he's he's even technically. I don't think he's, made, uh, I don't think he's even technically available right now because he yes. just signed the extension. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Their again, it, it, it would literally have to be. Scotty plus. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how much it would take but to I, get Shea. I'm going to assume you're saying no to that. I'm saying that we can wait a little bit longer. Okay. And either he comes available in free agency and then you have a chance to pitch him that way. That's five years, man. <laughs> it's all I'm you're going to be 43. I'm going to be 43 savage, man. Yeah, no, I'm going to be spicy P, but oh, eating burritos with no I'll, spice. I'm going to be 35. This is tough. The show uh, might not even be happening at that you point. You at 35? It's going to be pretty hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. The, the react pods will be uh, a lot calmer, I, I hope. I know. I doubt it. Yeah. Well, no, but waiting for Frazier is a long time. But Scotty is probably a no for you, right? All I'm saying is... I think versus the KD trade argument, you'd probably be willing, maybe be more flexible about giving up some players and some picks. Because you're getting a player that's going to be entering the prime of his career. Because this is everyone's biggest concern yeah, about KD, yeah, right? That yeah, yeah. Apparently he's like 45 and he's terrible, even though I'm pretty sure he scored 25 plus in every game this year. Like, I, I know, he's I know, Kevin I, Durant, I, man. I know you're protective of all the players that are in the same <laughs> age decade. <laughs> he's Kevin Durant. You're right, you're right. No, you're but right. all I'm saying you're is right. I feel you're like right. if you enter a discussion for Shea as the Raptors, maybe you're willing to to take more of a risk. Yeah, I, I right? Yeah, I agree. And and OKC would in that scenario have an appetite to just take all your picks. Oh, they'll if, have an appetite to take all your picks. <laughs> but I, Are you kidding me? I feel, OKC? I feel bad for OKC I'm just like How do you feel bad for OKC? You know what? Look how the players that OKC have had in their on their roster within the last decade, okay? Sure. Kevin Durant. Yeah. James Harden. Yeah. Russell Westbrook, yep. Serge Ibaka, mm-hmm. Paul George, Chris Paul. Don't forget Melo. Me- they had Melo, <laughs> right? Yeah, it wasn't the best Melo. It was, uh, you know, hey, P, they want me to come off the it bench Melo. It wasn't hoodie Melo. It was H&M sweater Melo. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's tough, man. Shouts to this one I'm wearing right now. They've had Shea. They've had a lot of great players on their team over the years. Sure. I just so mean, I don't feel bad for them. I always I, feel bad that they had all those players and couldn't win a championship. I mean, the Raptors had one chance to do it and they did it so i just mean like never, they'll never know that feeling i just mean like if they if they're going through this rebuild right now and somehow they have to pivot and trade shay mm. mm. like yeah it'd be hard to swallow i'm sure there'll be a this is why i don't this is why i think you agree with me too like it's not gonna happen like i don't think it's gonna happen it's not gonna happen in the next two or three years mm-hmm. but it's nice to look at it'd be a great fit man 
You look, like, at, you look at players out there, and like Shea's probably at the top of the list if you're like, yo, you could pick any player to add to the Raptors. He's in my top five. I'm not even kidding. Might he's be in so my top good, man. two, man. It's him and Giannis. Yeah. Why not both? <laughs> no, nah, you know my size in the office somewhere. You know the you know the, the you know the front office has these kind of conversations all the time. <laughs> yeah, and they always say why not both. <laughs> and then they sign Otto Porter. Yo, come on, man. What? No, it's true. That's how Move these things happen. Home, we do talk these things up, and then the big moves in the offseason are Otto Porter. Well, listen, they said you nice want move. a six nine four that can shoot threes. Boom. Yeah. No, we we need so. um we need a big trade, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we need a big trade. Okay. We need a jolt of energy. No, we need to beat the Thunder tonight. I think that's more than anything oh, that's else. right. Yeah, By the way, you just need to beat starting Shea tonight. tonight. Uh, next five Raptors games are all on Sportsnet on TV. Nice. So nice. everybody check it out. Cancel all your other plans. And your other cable plans, plans, man. And cancel all your other cable networks. Yeah. Sportsnet is all you need. Next five games. Yeah. And Savannah Savannah Hamilton's going to be working hard. Oh, I can't wait to to call Savannah and ask her what's in OKC. (laughs) Other than Reservation Dogs, a great great television show. Oh, my God. My favorite show on TV right now. I'm not even kidding. Same. It's a really good show. Go go watch it. Go watch it. It's on uh, FX. I think people know. It's been getting a lot of buzz. Oh, okay. All right. Should we do our shout outs now? Is Oren outside or something? No, but I mean, we'd have to make him wait after the break. No, okay, fine. Do your shout outs. Yeah, so let's do our shout outs and okay. we'll go to break. Shout out! Friday shout outs. Shout out to Derek Brandeo, Jennifer Rolnick, Frank, helping us behind the scenes. Really appreciate it. Devang, I think he's on vacation right now. Um, Ryan Fabro, I believe also on vacation. Um, Kyle Crabe, Josiah, JR, who's becoming a, you know, Will Lou Jr. Oh, Jalen? No, we've we've agreed that he's essentially the like we did a fusion dance. <laughs> yeah. He's he's our he's our he's our little go truck. Jared Jar- getting Jared getting some fits off. It's hilarious. Jared's like you know helps behind the scenes with tech. He's talking. We were having a conversation with our boss Dan Toma yesterday uh-huh. about some like sound issues at certain places. Not just improvements. Yeah, and his advice. No, like not even for your pod. Like yeah, just yeah. at a location. And he was like, "Oh, just talk louder." <laughs> What's his suggestion? <laughs> Which again, for anybody out there dreaming of landing your dream job, just know that anything is possible. Right. You know, like anything just try is possible. Harder. Yeah, Chris Tarosa, Greg Sansoni, Pat Flash. Um, shout out to our guests this week, Steph No, Blake Murphy, Joseph Cacharo, Joe Wolfon, and Oren Weisfeld coming up. Just want to give a quick shout out to Muhammad who works here at OMP. Shout out to Mo. Ran into him in the, in the lobby earlier this week. Huge Pound the Rock fan, huge Raptor Show fan. Mm. Shout a meme out by my full name, by my full government name. Appreciate you. Your full moment. government name? That's different. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, yeah that's, okay, that's, that's not different. getting into it. That's not Alexander Wong. It was, oh, my God. I was going to make yeah. a joke. Um, and also, uh, the Real Asian Film Festival is happening. Yeah, uh, that's right. At the moment. And we're going to be checking out a film by a friend of the program, Kat Jamie, on Sunday called The Grizzly Truth. She talked to a lot of people in the Vancouver Grizzlies organization. Basically, Kind of an origin story of the Grizzlies and diving into why they ended up moving to Memphis. Hmm. So I'm really excited to check that out. You'll be there as well, right? I, I will be there as well. Yeah, yeah and that'll yeah. be awesome. And also, uh, finally, you know, got the clearance, got the red tape, all that stuff. Just want to just quickly mention that, you know, next week we will be promoting our next uh, charity live event. Yes. Which will be taking place on Monday, December 12th. We'll have all the details next week yes. on, on how to get tickets um, and all that. But, you know, I'm happy to say we are partnering up with uh, Chris Boucher. is going to be the special guest. Oh, friend of the program. And we're going to be donating all our proceeds to 
all our net proceeds to his foundation. Bob Boy Williams Foundation. That's 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 some real Bob yeah. Boy Williams stuff, right? Shouts to Lane Shouts to Lane Kwan. Shouts to John Ng helping us behind the scenes. Yeah, John finally stopped gambling and <laughs> spent one night working on a post. It looks great us. though. So, so thank amazing. you, John. Yeah, yeah. Don't bet. Don't bet the magic tonight, John. Um, oh, God. That's my that's my between the lines for you. Um, okay. All right. Will any shout outs on this Friday? Um, well, I mean, first off, now that it's public, yeah, shout out to Chris Boucher, you yeah. know, yeah. um, no, but, uh, no, shout out to my friend, Josh, Josh Hart, you know, we did, did a lot of work together at, at Yahoo and, yeah. uh, he let me his pizza me. oven oh, okay. this past week. And okay. so we were able to make a pizza outside. Oh, okay. Yeah. So shout out to Josh for letting me his pizza oven. Okay. I know I he's listening. I, I thought you said he like, okay, never mind. What? What is it? No, 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 never mind. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, I don't want to get in trouble. God, um, so good. All right. Mm. I, I thought you said you had two mm, shout outs. So good. I did? Yeah, you told me yesterday at two shows. Mm, so I'll, I'll, I'll think about it during the break. Yeah, it's really hard to talk over this Derek Verdale. We're, gonna we're taking a break. We're taking a break. We're taking a break. You're done? No, I'm going to think about what we'll else I'm grateful for, up. and then five minutes later, I might say it. What so. if we just don't take a break? What would happen? Um, yeah. I Do think, you think they would I just think, cut our mics? I think Tony. <laughs> that's what would happen. I'm your host, Wolu. That's Alex Swan. You're listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Bet Rivers sportsbook award-winning customer service. It's a whole new game with Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19 plus. Available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sports Night Radio Network. I'm your host, Wim Liu. Alex Wong is also joining us as the co-host. And we are joined on the line by Oren Weisfeld. Oren, how you doing, man? Hey, guys. I'm doing well. Uh, two weeks in a row on the show, so that's crazy. It's just, did someone cancel or, or what's going on here? No, somebody definitely canceled. I was trying to hit up Sam Amy. Um, <laughs> yeah, you could have got a lie. You know, yeah. I knew the... No, 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 I knew a big name canceled. I'm, I'm happy to fill in. Oh, don't even worry. I text you on like Tuesday or Wednesday to book you, so you know, you know, I'm lying. You know, I personally requested. You are Will's favorite guest. Yeah, I, yeah. I just, you know, oh, like nice. we don't like to play favorites, um, do we or do we not? Um, no, oh, yeah, we, we don't like to play do. favorites, yeah. but Will has said this many times off air. No, first off, <laughs> here's the thing: we wanted to talk a lot of Canada basketball today. Right. Obviously, the Shea rumors came on. We 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 did the full scale propaganda pitch. Hopefully, it lands. Um, you guys went back to the draft. Hey, man, listen. It's, <laughs> it, there's a history here. All right, there's a history okay. here. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then of course they're playing the Pacers on the weekend as well. Um, you know, they have two very prominent Canadian rookies. And I was thinking about who we should talk to about this. And like, Oren, I got to give you your props, man. Like, you know, Canada basketball as well as anybody does you give them lots of coverage and you know you're our guy plus you know i don't know if you've heard the banter pod um but you know i, I have grown fond of doing an orn impersonation don't yeah. do, don't do it on the two to three don't do it don't do it don't do it as a producer um, of your life don't do it <laughs> so anyway yeah orn thanks for thanks for coming on the show those are th- those are the things we're going to talk about you're too. also you're also my mom's favorite guest by the way orn 
All right, guys. Enough, enough of the compliments. But, yeah. Also, propaganda I, I, for everybody. It's... For Che, for Oren. <laughs> People listen. He's like, yo, why is, why is this guy they're Oren like, getting hyped up so like, much? He's talking about OKC. Hey, Oren, we do need to settle one thing before we talk about Canada qualifying for the 2023 World Cup. Yep, that too. Um, um, you know, we were talking on the banter pod because you know a couple weeks ago we had Gary Trent Senior here, and somehow yep. the conversation turned into who our goats uh, were in music. And, you know, okay. Jay-Z was a huge topic of conversation. You know, I speculated that your GOAT was Blink-182. Um, so who is your GOAT? Uh, I, I told you guys Blink-182 was my first concert, so they were my GOAT when I was a child. Yeah. I'm never um, wrong. I don't really listen to much much rock anymore or whatever you would call that. I told you at the game, I think I think my, my artist GOAT is The Weeknd. And oh, I that's only right. say that because... Yeah, I have to pick a Canadian. It's just in my rule book. Mm. Uh, I support. And everyone picks Drake, so I'm trying to be different. Mm. So I picked The Weeknd. The Weeknd's like modern-day MJ, man. Just a great <laughs> performer. Okay. Big, big catalog. Doesn't oh, Michael, miss, okay, Michael Jackson. A... I thought you were talking about Michael Jordan. <laughs> I was what? getting confused. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Brother. no. Oh, brother. Oh, man. So I, I'm going with the week. Did I pronounce his I'm name a, right? I'm a, I'm a big fan. Remind me to never talk music with Oren again. Um, no, yeah, good trip. Good, good picks, man. That's I respect a, that. That's a big comp, though. Yeah. Anyways, I'm I, getting... I have we seen The Weeknd dance? Um, I don't know. a big part I'm, of the catalog. I remember him getting lost okay, at the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, that's... Yeah, a, the yeah. Super Bowl performance was amazing, though. You didn't like that You just like got lost and amazed. That's not a... No, you guys are hating. You guys are hating. Well, we're that, ha- that was we're hating. Engaging, a very engaging performance. Uh, I thought it was really well done. And oh, fair. You guys fair aren't play. giving the weekend as due. All right. All right. All right. We need Gary Trent Senior to set you straight as well. So, so what did you uh, make? Yeah. Um, I heard you were just lurking, listening to the first uh, half hour of the show. So, so what do you make of all this uh, latest talk about Shea being frustrated in OKC and the potential of him becoming a Toronto Raptor? Yeah, I mean, I think you guys hit on most of the points. We've kind of heard these rumors, like, sprinkled in every six months consistently for the past couple of years. Uh, and I'm in agreement with you guys that nothing's happening this season. Like, no matter how bad things go, I don't think he's going to ask out. I don't think they're going to trade him this season. But it is in, it's kind of in OKC's hands here what they do with him because they have all these future picks, right? So if they wanted to prioritize Shea's happiness, they could trade some of these picks and get veterans in the door and actually have like a balanced team, like a Utah jazz where there's some young players, some bets, and you actually give a guy like Shea, like a real chance to win. And and they could still have surplus picks and do this right now. The average age of their team is 23 years old. Like even if Shea does everything that he's been doing, you just can't win with that kind of roster balance, right? Like 23 is, is insanely young. So it's up to OKC. Like, if they keep fiddling around for the next couple of years and not really prioritizing his happiness and just getting young players in the door again and again, then I definitely see a world where he's like, all right, like, I gave you guys a chance. I want out of here. And here are the destinations. And Toronto will definitely be on that list of destinations, like, should it come to that. Um, so I think that's where I'm coming at. I'm kind of at with him. But I'm not sure that we have to wait three years. I, I think. You know, this offseason, if they miss on a Wemby and a Scoot and they have to get another guy who's going to take a long time to develop, like, say, the fifth pick in the draft, uh, I think they really got to start 
considering moving Shea at that point because that timetable just does not align with his. Yeah. Don't waste a great player's time. I think just I think that's like the big lesson in most of sports. But like, yeah, don't don't waste his time. Don't like, tank. I mean, no, just like try to make a play for it. Like I agree with you, Orin. I actually think OKC has a great chance of obviously stopping it, you know, when it gets to that point. But um okay, I wanted to ask you about um some of the other Canadians that we're gonna see. So obviously we're seeing Shay tonight. Uh what do you think? Uh, double team him the whole night? Give him the Luca special? Probably, yeah. They probably pretty, should, man. He's averaging thirty two points and he drives the ball twenty five times a game. They absolutely should, and they have I mean, yeah, you can put OG on him, I guess. But in terms of the guards, because we know Nick doesn't like to put OG on a guy like Shea right away. Mm. So it'll probably be Fred and Gary getting that assignment. And those guys can't cover him in single coverage. So, yeah, why not give him the DeMar DeRozan treatment? I'm pretty worried about this game tonight, not going to lie. But <laughs> oh, word? We, we, can, we can move on. Okay. We can move. Yeah, because once OKC beats you, you have to seriously like look around. Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. Yeah, time. it's not a good look. Mm. Uh, okay. All right. Well, hopefully we don't get to that point. All right. What about? They what almost about... lost to Houston, guys. I'm just saying. Terrible game. <sighs> uh, it was a nasty worst one. NBA game I've ever seen. Okay. All right. All right. Enough of that. Um. Okay. But we're also going to see Benedict Matherin and Andrew Nemhard, um, against the the Pacers on Saturday. Um. Yeah. Can you just fill us in? Like, what are these guys doing? I, all I'm seeing on the time because I'm not obviously going out of my way to watch Indiana Pacers games. Um. Uh, but when I watch the highlights, uh, Matherin is, I mean, explosive, explosive score. Very athletic guard. Looks very polished. And, um, yeah, I wanted to hear your thoughts on how those two Canadian guards are doing. Yeah, I'll start with Nemhart. I'm not going to act like I've watched a bunch of Pacers games either, but I just wrote a story about Matherin, so I know a good deal about him. With Nemhart, I think he's a guy that, going back to the Raptors, you know, he was picked a couple spots above Coloco, and Coloco's been great, so I'm not trying to say anything about that, but really a guy the Raptors could have used right now off the bench, just in terms of like a stable, everything that Nick Nurse talks about and what he wants from a backup point guard is what Andrew Nemhard does. Just in terms of a stabilizing force, a guy who pushes the pace, a guy who finds his teammates in the right spots, and a guy who can put some pressure on the rim as well. So um, again, not trying to be pessimistic or in here, but Flynn and Banton have not been great this season. And uh, Andrew Nemhard is a guy who, has come into the league as a rookie and yeah, like he's starting games because Chris Duarte got hurt. So the last couple of games he's starting mm-hmm. and he just looks like a guy who has NBA experience. Like he's not doing anything crazy, um, but he's a good defender and, and he just fits into what they do. Matherin, on the other hand, he dropped 30 last game. Like he's, he's, I, I was listening to a podcast today and everyone's talking about Matherin as, a potential rookie of the year. And he is definitely second behind Paolo right now. But what about like a sixth man of the year? Like he's leading all, he's like top five in bench scores. He's like legitimately in that conversation for sixth man of the year as a rookie. I don't think that's ever happened. Um, Hmm. You could correct me if I'm wrong, but with Matherin, yeah, I just wrote a story about him for sportsnet.ca. You guys know that website. And what's, I talked to like three of his former coaches and, and what stood out was a, in terms of what he's doing well right now is like, he's a guy who doesn't go out of his zone in terms of like the type of shots he knows that he can hit. Like you see a lot of young guards, especially coming into the league and shoot their step back threes and just turn over the ball. Just Houston Rockets guards, for example, like guys who just want to do a little bit of everything and end up not really doing anything well. 
Matherin, if you watch him, he only takes like the type of shots that he's been scoring for years now, whether it's driving to the lane off a pin down, taking two steps and, and getting to, to the rim or taking catch and shoot threes. Like he's not a guy who's going to take a bunch of mid range jumpers. He's not a guy who's going to take a bunch of step back threes. He shoots the shots that are already in his arsenal. And I think that's why he's having so much success right now. Yeah, no, I, I love, seems like every time the Pacers are playing, you know, get like a news alert, like, oh, Benedict Matherin has 28 points in 12 minutes, which I believe that happened last game. My favorite thing was this quote from draft night. He was asked about LeBron, oh. and he was like, I don't think anybody's better than me. He's going to have to show me he's better than me. Oh, uh, yeah. And, no, LeBron got to show it. LeBron got to show it at this point. Well, I hope, you know, get well soon, LeBron, because I'm checking the Pacers schedule. The Pacers are playing in L.A. against the Lakers on Monday, November 28th. Wow. So, def- so which team is the Miles Turner going to be playing for? Ooh, uh, <laughs> definitely going to have to put a put a parlay on that. Uh, before we let you go, Orrin, you know, Team Canada qualified for the 2023 World Cup yesterday with a victory um, in Edmonton against Venezuela. And, um, you know, one step closer um, to, to, you know, I think people have been waiting for them to finally make it to the Olympics for like the past decade and a half now at least. Um, yeah. Well, well, yeah, but I mean, like, ever since the buzz, like, around, like, the Andrew Wiggins group of guys that was coming up, right? There's yeah. been so much talk, um, and that's been, like, a decade plus already. Um, well, what's, uh, what's the latest update? Give us a 60-second update um, on, on Team Canada that people should know about. Well, they dominated Venezuela, won by 38 last night against a team that I'm sure you guys remember. Oh, 2015. Oh, 15, yeah, yeah, knocked, that was... knocked them out of the Olympic qualifiers with a one-point win. And this was a similar yeah. Venezuelan team, like ranked 17th in the world, good team. Uh, and Canada basically did it with what you would consider their B or their C team because mm-hmm. no NBA players are there. So it definitely showed the depth of the country. It showed the commitment that a lot of guys like the Scrub Brothers, Cassius Robertson, Melvin Edgem, these guys came from Europe, you know, missed Euro League games, uh, and, and committed to their country. So I, I think it just shows how deep the, the talent is now. So where even with the NBA players out, you can continue making up that ground. And that's going to help when it comes to the World Cup and, and the groups, because the higher the, the Team Canada keeps winning, the, the better group, basically, they're going to get in in terms of less competition in their group. So these games still matter, even though they've qualified. And yeah, there's one on Sunday night people can check out um that's that's about it i have a piece on Sportsnet today about the national team okay everyone just look up uh orin weisfeld uh Sportsnet, and and you know check out his content follow orin on twitter as well orin we gotta run man go listen to some weekend have a great weekend weekend all right guys thanks for having me uh have a great weekend yourselves <laughs> I love Orrin, man. Orrin, best vibes, man. That's why he's the favorite guest of the show. Because he literally vibes. comes on. He's very chill. Yeah, he's, he's like, I don't, the- like, don't want to be pessimistic, though. If they lose to the Thunder tonight, it's time <laughs> to look in the mirror. Speaking of which, it's time for Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. The line for tonight's game, the Raptors are in Oklahoma City. The Raptors are five-point favorites, minus five on Bet Rivers. Will, it's time to look in the mirror. Who do you mm. like tonight and why? Ah, man. It's a little tricky. It's an interesting spread. Raptors is a favorite on the road yeah. without Pascal. Without Pascal. Well, mm. having Pascal, I, had, I, had, I would have no concerns about this game. Without him on the floor, um, I still think I, I, I still I still like the Raptors. Mm. 
Um, I think that they will trap Shea a lot. Okay. And I'm very curious as to, to see what some of Shea's teammates might do in that scenario. You know, um, I just don't know if uh, some of his teammates can handle more playmaking. And okay. hopefully they don't because that's the way for the Raptors to win this game. It, you know, it's probably going to be the same thing. Like, it, it'll be grind offensively. The Raptors will go through four or five minutes routes uh, of not scoring. Oh, brother. I, I'm sure you know all about that at this point. We all do. And, um, you know, it won't be close. Be- or it, it, it will, The game will get close because of the fact that, yes, your main guys can get you advantages. You know, OG and Fred and guys like that. Gary probably should have a nice game here. I think he had a nice game against OKC last year. It's like these guys can give you leads, but can the bench hold on to those leads? You know, obviously you got to change in the lineup now with Precious being injured. Um, you know, can Chris bounce back, right? You mm. you really do want to see Chris, like, have a good performance because, you know, we have a live show coming up, and I want to say nice things about him in person, which I probably will do regardless of whether or not he plays well. But also, like, you know, he's had two points know. in the last two games. That's mm. a big jump. We need that bench production from Chris. He's got to find his rhythm again. Thad's going to be involved. I think having more vets on the team this season, especially in these kind of games against younger teams, just like we saw against Houston, these guys are able to come in and settle it in, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, I think offensively, the, the reality is the Raptors will probably go through some droughts, so it'll be hard to build or establish leads. But ultimately, I think I do expect the Raptors to win this game. Like we, we can't. Uh, I mean, look, listen, you know, this is not going to be too hard. You, you trap Shea, you make Poku beat you, you make Jeremiah Robinson Earl beat you. Mm. You know, you make uh, some of these other guys have to hit some outside shots, and you know, if they do, then yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a tough night. But uh, I still think I like the Raptors. What about you? Yeah, Raptors minus five. I like that too. You know, I think it was a very sluggish game for them against Houston. Hopefully, they come out with a bit more energy. I agree. Yeah, Tonight, don't give up thirty-seven points in the first quarter, then have to make a comeback and all yeah. this other stuff. It's like just play well from the start of the game yeah. for four quarters. And also, by the way, another big game for Scotty Barnes. Just you know, like again, no one on this team should be able to handle you like that. Yeah, so. and and maybe if you're looking for silver lining with the pressures of Chua injury, you know, with the shortened rotation, with the with the limited options now for Nick, maybe he just plays guys like Thad Young and Otto Porter more. And we've seen positive results from that, yeah. right? No, I, I agree with so, you. Yeah. So, so maybe in the short term, um, you know, that's the silver lining for this Raptors team. Um, another pick, I like the Knicks minus eight at home against the Detroit Pistons. I think no, they've been playing well. Bad. They've been playing, and also the Knicks have been playing well at the Garden. Um, that was Between the Lines brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Will, you have a wonderful weekend as well. Yeah, you too, Alan. I'll see you Sunday. That does it for us today. I'm your host, Willow. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsline Radio Network. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review our show. Thanks again to producer and co-host Alex Wong. Thanks to Oren Weisfeld, our board producer, Derek Brandeo, and Jennifer Rolnick for helping us with the YouTube stream. I'll talk to you next week.